Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Child of. I'm going to go ahead and just dive into today's topic. It's going to be on identity, but not necessarily in the way that you might think. First, I'll start by telling you how this topic even came to me. So today, actually, I was on Instagram and I thought, you know, I'm going to look up this person who I haven't followed in like four years. Um, They're an author and I used to follow them because I felt really connected to what they talked about, but then it seemed like they really got stuck on these feelings of loneliness and generally being displeased with life, and that seemed to be how they connected with other people. So I stopped following them, and then flash forward four years to today, I decided to look them up, and interestingly enough, I see the same kind of content. So I'm wondering to myself... How's this person, someone who I've respected for a really long time, still stuck on the same issue of discontent, loneliness? And this isn't me being judgy, but rather being really curious because I've struggled myself for many years with certain issues. So I thought back over my own life and considered the things that had held me in place with my pain and not allowed me to push forward. Um, And it occurred to me while I was thinking about that, that this issue could be a matter of identity. And when that occurred to me, I thought I have to share this with you guys because I think that it is really powerful. And if you're feeling stuck and you feel like you're just circling the toilet and not really getting any better or like feeling like you're pushing past these struggles or these pains or these wounds that you have, this could be the key. Over the past few years, I've observed in a lot of people who I've known this issue of not being able to move forward with their lives. They get stuck. I've seen people I used to know get stuck in rapidly worsening cycles of trauma, pain, and abuse of self and others. And one thing I've noticed is that they tend to hold their pain or their trauma as part of who they are. And I've done this myself, but when you allow something negative, like your trauma or your abuse that you've suffered to become an integral part of who you are as a person or how you define yourself, you literally tie yourself to that perpetual recycling pain. And it's a dangerous thing to allow happen, and I know because I let it happen to me. I got stuck in the lie that the things that happened to me And the pain that came as a result of those moments was who I was, instead of something that I experienced. We have to be cautious that trauma or a reaction to our trauma doesn't become the only thing that we see when we look in the mirror. When I was in my teens, I began to kind of clench my hands around my pain because it was the only thing that felt really tangible to me. I sunk into it because it was, at the time, more real than anything else in my life. And at such a tender age, sadness and heartbreak became integral to who I was. So the problem with this came when healing was offered. How do I heal when my suffering is who I am? How do I lose yet another part of myself? I already felt really robbed at that time of pretty much everything in life, and I refused to release the grip I had on my pain for fear that I would lose myself or for fear that 
what had happened wouldn't be validated. Little did I know at the time that the possibility that lay beyond that dark thing I held so tightly was incredible. When we allow a problem to become part of who we are, we become threatened by anyone who offers us a solution or freedom from that problem. In other words, we bind ourselves to that thing. Even if we hate it, even if it's literally ruining our lives, we cling on. And that's okay. And by okay, I mean nothing to berate yourself over. It's a coping mechanism, but it's not a place to stay. This is a word of warning to those of you in painful places in your life. Because I don't want you to suffer longer or more deeply than you already have to. Your pain is valid and you are a great deal more than one facet of your human experience. As a child of an abusive parent like a narcissist, you have to deal with the consequences of that abuse. But those consequences are not who you are. You are so much more than that. Don't get stuck like I did. Or if you are stuck in a crisis of identity, make sure that you pivot and begin to source your identity from somewhere inside of you. Or if you're religious or spiritual, find your identity from what God says about you. When I realized that I was literally refusing to heal and move forward for fear of losing this pain-ridden false identity, it made me sick. It has been one of the hardest things that I've ever done to rip off the mask that labeled me abused, the girl who is sad, or the heartbroken one, and pull inward and find the person that I actually was underneath all that rubble. A couple things I've learned through the process were this. At some point, you have to release the debt that is owed to you. And by that, I do mean forgiveness. This cuts the final cord between you and your abuser. You still have to deal with the damage. It doesn't fix it. And for me, at least, forgiving my abuser meant not seeing them ever again, or at least as little as possible. Because if you don't already know this, forgiveness does not equal trust. But when you release, when you let go, when you begin to pick up your own pieces, when you get to know yourself outside of all that compounded hurt, when you refuse to allow victim to be your identity, that's when you finally come face to face with who you are. Over the past few years of putting these things into practice for myself, what I found is that in healing and finding identity in God and how he created me to be, I've experienced a lot of peace. Um, I've been able to move through life with so much less emotional baggage, and I'm no longer only connecting with others around one single topic, that being suffering, but around so many things that I love. Before, when I identified as an abused child of a narcissistic father, or as a self-harm addict or a sad girl, my vision was stolen. I had eyes for darkness only. I did learn a lot there, but I'm glad that I learned to discover who I was beyond that. To find the girl who loves all the silliest songs by Owl City, the one who happy cries a lot, the one who finds purpose in mimicking her creator and creating new things, the girl who is a writer, a hope chaser, a visionary. We don't get to choose a lot of things in this life. There is much that is far outside of our control. But what we do choose, what we can choose, we must choose very wisely. Don't allow your identity to become hijacked. 
and don't get stuck like so many get stuck. Your identity is sacred. It is purposed. It is for glory. Source it from things within, things that cannot be shaken or broken or fixed, things that are beyond time or place, like love, like hope, and a pursuit of goodness. That's all for this episode of Child Of. I'm your host, Joanna, and if you're new here, episodes are out every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Both my personal and Child Of's Instagrams are linked in the bio. I'm active on both regularly, so please stop by and say hi. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. I hope you all have a wonderful, peace-filled week. I will talk to you next Tuesday.